Welcome back, everybody, to the Loading the Bar podcast. Uh, Parker McBride here, joined, as always, by Matt Wasco, and we are bringing you episode four today. All right, fourth time we're doing this. Can you believe that, Matt? No, I can't believe it. That we can organize our schedules and be here at the same time is pretty exciting. Hey, it's hard to get. Matt's a very busy man, so his time's in high demand, so we're glad we can have him for an hour here Um, on a very, very cold day. Yes. been turning water on the faucets. I've been trying to get firewood in the fireplace so I can take some relief on the gas bill. Yeah. And uh, it is cold. And tomorrow's going to be even colder. I think the wind chill this morning was a negative 16. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be, be bad careful for a few out days. There. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then the Chiefs game, playoff game tonight, you know. Miami. That's going to be... That's going to be a cold one. Glad I'm going to be sitting yeah, at home yeah, I'm watching I'm going to be sitting it. at home, and if Chiefs lose that, they really flubbed it because Miami's not a cold-weather team. That's true. And every big game they had this year, they flubbed it at the end. That's true. So, you know, only one team, I think, blew them out. I could be wrong, but yeah, I think it was the Ravens or something like that. But Yeah. Well, we'll uh, this will get posted after the game's already done. So yes. we'll do some quick, real quick prediction here just to, just so we can laugh at our terrible predictions uh, afterwards. I think Chiefs win. They have not – Chiefs have not looked great. Yeah. But I do think they're going to win uh, like 23 to – 16. That's mm. my score. Yeah, that's pretty good. I was thinking in my head 21-17 Chiefs. Yeah. So I think we're both right there. Yeah. Right there with it. We'll see what happens. Probably probably won't be right. Um anyway, so today um what we're gonna talk about, we're gonna talk about nutrition kind of at a high level, but specifically, you know, we've been talking in some of our past episodes so far about your goals and how to reach them. Um, and we're going to dive into how to structure your nutrition and your diet in order to reach your goals. Right. Um, because that's that's a very important thing. Generally speaking, I think um, anybody who's been in the gym, been involved in health and fitness for very long at all, understands how to eat healthy. Right. But that's only the first step. Right. Then you have to understand, okay, how do I eat healthy, but then also specifically tailor that plan to meet what my goal is. Right. So yeah. that's what we're going to kind of dive into today. Typically, what we see with trainees is they have one of two, I, I maybe say one of three goals. Mm-hmm. The first goal is I'm a brand new beginner. I just want to get healthier. I mm-hmm. don't really care about specifics. The second goal we see is somebody, maybe somebody more experienced, they've been in the gym a while, and they say, I really want to lean down, tone up, you know, lose some weight. Third goal we see also with somebody usually somewhat experienced in the gym is, I want to bulk up, I want to get bigger, I want to get more muscular. Right. A lot of times, um, the beginners, that's kind of just any beginner is going to have that first goal. A lot more women have that second goal, and a lot more men have that third goal. Yeah. Um, but those are kind of the three big ones that I want to cover. And then maybe we go into some more specifics from there. Yeah. Um, when you have somebody brand new that comes in as a trainee, what are your, uh, they obviously just, they want to get healthy. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and it's pretty Mm -hmm. easy when you're new to, to build muscle and lose fat at the same time. Right. right. What are your suggestions for, for brand new trainees that come in that have no experience in diet nutrition? Well, um, I usually will sit down with them and talk about the foods that are important and I'll try to, the first thing I'll ask them to do is get off the processed foods, anything in a package, try to avoid, um, 
on average. I know it's hard to avoid those things 100% because uh, where we buy our food is, um, you know, inundated with all kinds of preservatives. So I kind of talked to him about, you know, the clean food, you know, and by that I mean, you know, fresh food, you know, farmer's markets, those type of things, and, you know, to see if they can work those into their schedules. But as far as, as I think there's, there needs to be a basic understanding of the foods that uh, do the most for them, you know, because a lot of the foods, um, cause, you know, cause inflammation with the processed foods with all the preservatives they have in there. Um, and I, for what I have found with my approach that I like covering some of those things like seed oils and things they need to try to avoid and clean up their diet, because I think it just, it's something we have to fight down the road if they don't clean up their diet. And then yeah. I'll talk to them about the macros and the breakdown and, and trying to get healthy. So, um, I always try to get the protein up. Um, most people when they come in are half the protein at best that they need to be eating. You know, I've heard, I've heard, I've done some recent studies just in the last week. And, um, even some of the Titans of the industry will say, Oh, you only need one to one, one gram of protein to one pound. Um, if you read some of the bodybuilders, they'll say, you know, 1.1, 1.2, maybe more, uh, per pound of protein, but you're going to find most people are, are half of that. And, I understand it's, you can't give them some of these macronutrient breakdowns and say, okay, I need you, if you weigh 200 pounds, you need to hit 200 grams of protein. And they're any currently hit at a hundred, you know, and to change from 100 to 200 is a lifestyle change because it's, uh, disciplined to buy the right food and find that time to prepare it. Um, and then. But as far as the breakdown, I try to get high protein and I understand it's going to take some months to get up there I told them to be patient with themselves as they slowly up that protein. And I try to get their carbs down and, um, their fats up and good fats. So that's kind of what, and I kind of customize that based on their goals. Yeah. And you, you kind of have to build that over time. Like yes. you said, you know, you can't take somebody who has been on a standard American diet for their whole life in their first day in the gym, you're saying, Hey, you need to follow this hundred percent clean, super strict, perfect diet for somebody who wants to be a bodybuilder. You exactly. Know, they, they're not going to, they're not going to be able to do that. Right. There may be a few really rare cases of somebody who has tremendous mental wherewithal that could, they could handle that, but it's, it's very, very rare. More pe most people need to be eased into it. And I think I like what you said at the beginning about starting people off with uh, more of a, like an elimination style diet where we take, what are you currently eating? What are the bad things? Let's pinpoint those and let's eliminate them. Right. Because right. it's one thing to take a diet and completely overhaul it and eat all the right things. But the, the first things first, let's get the terrible things out. Cause if you're just avoiding the really bad things, what goes, we can hone in on the good things and figure out what the right good things are. But generally speaking, you're going to be healthy if you just avoid these terrible things, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. you just kind of eat a whole natural foods, non-processed, you're going to be pretty healthy, a right. lot healthier than somebody who's eating a lot of processed foods. And that in and of itself takes a lot of time for people to get out of the habit of. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, um, is it, your delivery of how, you know, what they need to do. And I always approach it from the standpoint, this is where we want to be. And this is where you are and understand that sometimes it takes months 
to get to the macros we need to be hitting. But I, I, keep, I keep talking to them. Through their, every time they come in, I mean, how's that nutrition going? And that's just that friendly reminder that it's paramount. Nutrition's paramount in what we do. So, yeah. um, you know, I try to keep them focused on their nutrition, their sleep, um, how they, when they eat, you know, prepare them, make sure they're getting the protein, especially if they have a, like I just told a trainee yesterday, you know, they had their biggest leg day in a very long time. And I said, no, I looked at him now, what are you going to go do? And they said, rest. <laughs> I was like, no, I said well, that too. Yes. But I said, that's important, but, uh, go get your protein in because yeah. you just put your legs through hell and you need to rebuild what you tore down. So, um, so I always remind that if I know they had a, 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 especially if they had a really big day, you know, and they've been having trouble getting their protein in, I remind them now, what are you going to go do? You know, get go get your protein in. Um, and so, cause I, it's, I can speak personally. Um, protein has been the difference in what I've been able to do. Uh, and it's, um, if you give it time and you're patient and you're consistent, it'll make the difference. Yeah. So that seems like beginning steps would be take out processed foods, mm -hmm. take out stuff in a bag, in a box, um, take out stuff that you look on the back of the label and there's a hundred ingredients, mm -hmm. you know, take out all that stuff. Then it kind of becomes transitioning yourself to more protein. So right. whatever you're eating now, your goal is to just increase that little by little. Right. You know, it doesn't happen overnight. You can't go from 100 grams a day to 200 grams a day and, and all at once. Right. Your digestive system, your body's not prepared to handle that. It will get, it will get used to that over time, but, you know, it, it takes some time. So um, take out the processed foods, increase the protein, replace a lot of the carbs with protein, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. your, your fats still need to remain high. High protein is very important. Um, with the high protein is going to come some fats. You know, the three macronutrients, proteins, carbs, and fats. Um, uh, so proteins, high. Fats, kind of at a medium level, or they could be high. Carbs are the one that we can really take out if we need to. Right. So carbs, when you eat carbs, what they are meant for is to be used as energy. Mm -hmm. Right. They are converted into glucose, which can be used as energy. So if you eat carbs and you go run a mile or you go do a workout in the gym, you're going to burn off that energy. Right. However, if you eat carbs and you do not burn off that energy, then that glucose gets stored as body fat. Right. So the reason that we want to drop carbs for somebody that's brand new, especially if they're overweight or just at a weight that's higher than they want to be, which most new people are. Rarely does someone come in the gym. Every once in a while we see someone come in the gym um, as a new trainee and they're just like a twig and they, they're just like, I just need to eat more and gain weight. Every right. once in a while it happens. Right. But for the most part, your goal is to lose weight. So we want to drop those carbs because once you've stored body fat, your body is storing that body fat for future use. It says we have this, we just got all this energy that we're not using What's the most efficient thing to do with it? Store it in case we need it later. And that's right. why you put body fat on. Right. And so you don't need the carbs if you're 
if you already have a bunch of extra fat stored up on your body because your body's going to then use that first. So let's say that you do have body fat stored up on your body and then you go to run a mile or do a workout, but you don't have any carbs in your system for your body to use. What's it going to use? It's going to go to your fat storage and start burning that in order to do energy. So in order to get that weight loss, we have to be in a calorie deficit and we have to be less carbs eating less carbs than what the equivalent of what we're burning. Right. That way our body can tap into its fat storage and start burning that off. Right. Cause people are right. You know, there are a lot of people out there who say, well, you know, you need carbs because that's how you get energy. That's true. But we, but if you've been having an excess for many, many years and it's added to this extra body fat that you now have, then maybe you don't need it for no, don't need carbs for a while. And mm-hmm. I think that's one of the reasons why many people as beginners have seen tremendous uh, progress on a ketogenic style diet. Right. I don't think it's a good long-term forever solution, but I think in the interim uh, for, you know, six months or a year at the beginning of your journey, I think it's fantastic. You know, um, this kind of segues a little bit. And if I'm jumping over a topic, you let me know. This kind of segues a little bit, you know, into what is considered the carnivore diet. Kind of does. Which is, this is carnivore month. It is. So, which you're currently doing. I am. Um, And, you know, we've had some people that um, we've trained uh, and, and that have gone to the carnivore diet, you know, and we've talked to them and they said, that sounds like a great idea. And then... They buy recipes and they go down to some of them have got almost zero carbs. Um, but usually it's 10 to 20% carbs and they've had tremendous success. Um, this melting the weight away doing anywhere from 40, usually 40 to 45% carbs and the same on your, uh, fats and then getting your I'm sorry, 40 to 45% protein, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And then 40, 45% on your, um, fats and then you're getting your carbs down to about 20%. Yeah. And, um, that has really shown results in the people that I've advised to do that, that can, can do it. Um, what has been your approach to that or your thoughts on that? I think it's, it makes it really easy to hit the right macros. You know, you talked about the 40 percent 40 45 percent protein 40 45 percent fat 10 to 20 percent carb um meat in and of itself is no carb mm-hmm. and it's a you know usually about half and half but depending on how lean of a meat that you have about half and half protein and, and fat mm-hmm. so you're already kind of right on your macros if you just eat meat it's it's simple it's easy and right. and then you know your dairy products and things which you can also have on a carnivore diet um, have a little bit of those trace carbs so you can get to that 10% carb mark. But I think it's fantastic because of its simplicity. Yes. And, and that's the thing. Now, I will admit, right, we're, we're two weeks into carnivore month. Um, it does get a little dull and boring because you're eating meat, you're eating dairy products, and you're eating eggs. Right. You can't add anything else really to that. I mean, there, there are a few different, you know, bone broth and, you know, like pork rinds are technically carnivore and stuff like that. But generally speaking, there's not much you can do. And so, so it's dull and so it's boring, but it's simple and it's easy. It's just like, just eat meat. You know, if you want to add some cheese to it, add some cheese to it. You know, if you want to have some 
milk. You can have some milk. Cook some eggs in the morning. Have some bacon with it, you know. So how many carbs are you currently putting in? Ooh, the only carbs I would get would be from dairy, Mm -hmm. which I'm doing about typically like 16 ounces of milk a day. Sometimes I'll have a second glass and it'll be 32. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a little bit there, you know, 10 to 20 carbs there. Um, But that's about it. The cheese, you know, has some. So you're under 10%. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty low. <laughs> yeah, on on the carb number, but um, because typically what I've been doing is eggs in the morning, maybe with you know with some cheese on them, mm-hmm. maybe with some bacon or sausage, right. a glass of milk. So there's a little bit of carbs in the milk, but nothing else has carbs. Right. Lunch has been, uh, I do a pound of ground beef burger patties. Um, make it like four patties that are all quarter pound put cheese on top of it. So there's a little bit to trace in the cheese. And then dinner, you know, my wife will try to experiment with some different carnival recipes and stuff. So that could be anything. Yeah. So, um, you could essentially go very long term on a carnivore diet. You could make it the way you eat. There are people that have done a carnivore diet for years, years, if not decades. Yeah. I just saw someone in the news recently, obviously it wasn't covered by any mainstream, but it was uh, a lady that's a farmer. She's been eating carnivore diet for 40 years and she's in her sixties and she looks like she's in her forties. Yeah. <laughs> she looks fantastic. So, um, you know, I, I think I, I, you know, again, this is not, I don't have any science to back this up. So I don't, I, I speak from, uh, what I, feel would be an effect on our age and how we age. And I think eating toxins that are in our, a lot of the preservatives and red, the dyes that you get at the store, I think age us mm-hmm. quicker. They're harder on us. They're harder on our joints. Uh, they give us inflammation. Um, and uh, I think there is, because I'm seeing a lot of connection with being uh, very fit and very healthy and being on a carnivore diet. Now, um, you know, I've done a carnivore diet. I'm not on one now because uh, I'm, you know, I'm taking in glucose. You know, my carbs are fairly high right now and my fats are fairly high. I mean, all of them, I'm usually around 30, 30, 40. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I have a very different goal, which is I'm bulking right now. Yeah. And, um, so it's a very different set of circumstances, but I eat clean. Yeah. You know, I eat very little from the grocery store and most of my, and I eat pretty boring. I yeah. can't eat, I eat a lot of eggs. I mean, a lot of eggs. Um, and so that's a very different goal, you know, and then, um, but when it's time for me to cut, I'll be doing exactly what you're doing. And I think that's a very healthy way to live. Um, long term. I don't know what you how you feel about doing it long term. You know, I <clears throat> I've done it in the past, like a week at a time, a few days at a time, but I've never been like super strict mm-hmm. for a long period of time. And so that's one of the reasons why this year I said, you know what? January is uh carnivore month. And I said for just all January, I'm going to do it and I'm just going to see what happens. Kind of track my progress and and and, and see what happens in my body over, mm-hmm. over time. Mm-hmm. Um and then just go from there. I don't plan on continuing it long term, but I don't feel like 
I'm in a position maybe to need it long-term, like right. somebody who came in and was very overweight um, and was interested in that diet as a solution. I mean, I would say you can do it long-term sustainably. Uh, many people have, right. and especially if they're in a stage of weight loss. Right, yeah. right. Or do you introduce any of other supplements into your diet, or are you just keeping it? Just a carnivore diet. Nothing else. Wow. No supplements. Wow. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's, you know, I've been cleaning up some of the um, ways that I approach workouts. Used to do, uh, you know, a powder, pre-workout powder, and I'm finding good results with this salt water before I begin working out. Uh, electrolytes. Electrolytes, yep. Electrolytes, salt water, um, and I've like, kind of wakes me up gets me going. Yeah. And it's kind of that natural, uh, pre-workout. Um, so slowly and I'm moving to trying to clean up, you know, some of the supplements I was using as well. So, you know, I, I think it's just, you know, I'm much older. So having that longer, you know, out, uh, outlook going mm, in the future, longevity, longevity, I want to keep it as clean as possible because I've revealed to you that I have trouble with like dyes. Mm -hmm. Dyes are really bad for me. So like, um, just to give you an example, there was a time I squirted those Milo drops. I think that's what those are called. Flavored my water. And 15 minutes, I noticed, and I didn't put two and two together. It took me a few times. But in 15 minutes after taking that, migraine, right? Ate some yellow Tic Tacs about a month ago within 15 minutes migraine so yellow dye number five very bad i think it's yellow dye number five but anyway well and a lot of that stuff is in the supplements that that's uh, you know i want to quickly on supplements um i've had lots of people ask my opinion on this and and it's really controversial um in the fitness industry but if we're going to sit here and we're going to preach to people that they need to remove all the processed stuff food from their diet but then we're going to go push them a bunch of supplements that are all processed. It's hypocritical and it doesn't make logical sense. Yeah. So my approach has very much been when I talk about removing processed stuff from your diet, I mean all processed stuff. I don't mean, oh, eat super clean, but then take 18 supplements. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, because supplements and powders are all processed as well. I'm removing the, that stuff as well. I think I'm seeing just as good, better results. I, I think supplements are quite frankly, do they many times give the desired effect? Yes. Are they magic pills? No. Are, is it, are they necessary? No. Are they even healthy or good? No. Right. Almost a hundred percent of the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, there is a good argument out there against, you know, supplements. Um, and, um, you know, you're going to find some of the industry health, um, gurus that are going to say, um, supplements have a very, how I want to say it, they have, they don't want to make t- too big of a deal about it. They don't want to undersell it. They say they have an effect, but for the most part, not what you actually think they do. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them are not that great for you. So, you know, especially some of the pre-workouts, you know, Mm -hmm. um, 
I remember one time we had someone take actually take two scoops of a pre-workout and had to go to the, the hospital because yeah. their heart was racing so fast. So, um, but yeah, so that's just a, you know, another aspect of, you know, when I'm training people, I don't really push any supplements, you know, in fact, and as of right now, I'm just staying very clean and talk to them about their nutrition because most people aren't in there to, uh, you know, they just want to be fit and healthy and cut weight. And that's the majority of people that I see. Yeah. It's probably, what would you say? Like 80% weight loss, 85, 90 even. And then you get that 15. I guess it's, I guess it's gender somewhat. It is. Yeah. Most women are that 90 plus percent easy. Yeah. Um, and the guys, I want to say that's probably 60%. Most guys are 60% that want to just be healthy. Uh, you might yeah. have a percentage in there. I'm trying to, you know, and, and again, um, I, I mean, and it might be 70%, but it, it's 60 to 70% of the guys that just don't want to be healthy. I do see sometimes where guys, hey, I just want to be healthy and I want to, you know, look, cut some weight. And then, after they do that, their goals change. Yeah. And then suddenly they want to push some weight. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah I want to just be healthy, but by the way, I also want to bench 300, you know? <laughs> and and then it's like, well, you know, you to be healthy, but it's like, well, I'd rather bench 300 than, than, than be perfectly healthy. Um, yeah. So, because that is very common, and there are going to be a lot of people out there who say, you know, okay, I've been in the gym. I'm doing it the healthy way. My diet's pretty healthy. You know, I've lost the weight that I wanted to lose, or maybe I didn't need to lose any weight. You know, I want to get stronger. I want to bulk up a little bit. Um, What would be your main, or what would be your first go-to piece of advice if they're already eating a pretty clean diet the way that you wanted them to, and they say, okay, now it's time to reload. Now it's time to go for getting stronger, um, gaining muscle. What's your go-to? My go-to as far as macros? Just in their advice. Advice. Um, well, then that's where I'm going to really, uh, if they're really wanting to get strong, then I'm going to take them uh, their protein. Because at that time, if they've actually cut, um, then I'm going to be really stressing the trying to get the protein up, especially on lift days. Like on lift days, let's try to get it up to 1.1, 1.2. Um, not so much that. I want them doing that long term, but if I'm thinking from a customer satisfaction, um, I want them to get there quicker rather than later because there's motivation to that when they get there quicker. Mm -hmm. And, um, so, um, that, and then, um, I'll tell them as well, let's up your carbs, you know, um, you're going to, well, let's also back off a little bit. I think of the four different, like if they're wanting, depending on what they're wanting to do, I'll think of the primary lift and the, the exercises they're going to new, do need to do to get that lift stronger. So, yeah, you know, it like, and that's a whole nother animal. That's a whole nother animal exercise specific. Yeah. But, exercise. And I don't know. want to get too far in the weeds in that. I just, you know, that's, but that's definitely, sometimes I want to be careful about say, Hey, let's add all these carbs. But really, they need to improve their form, yeah. you know, and get their yeah. triceps stronger. What you know, if it's the bench, then triceps, you know, a back 
shoulders, chest, you know, having a nice balance in all four of those categories and getting strong in all those areas so they can get their bench pressure up and not have to gain as much weight. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've actually had a few members that I've done that first instead of, because they'll say, hey, I want to. I want to bench heavier. I said, well, let's work on these four areas before I start up in your cart, but definitely get your protein up. Yeah. That's been kind of my general approach um, before I start getting them fatter, you know, or getting their percentage <laughs> up. <laughs> well, what I always tell people too is you can bulk however you want to bulk, but just remember that, you know, every pound that goes on trying to get bigger, trying to get stronger, trying to lift more weight is just once you get there, it's an extra pound that you've got to get off, right? The best way to do it would be to get there and stay really lean. Right. And then you don't have really much to cut off when you get there. But that's the slower way to do it. You know, that- Stop one second. Let me make sure our camera is still going and I'll cut this part out. Yeah. So I want you to cover that one more time, what you just said. Uh, what did I just say? So that's the bit talking about the, the proper way to do it as far as, you know, when you, bulking, what you just said. Cut, say that again. Uh, <laughs> let's see. <clears throat> when they're wanting to get oh. stronger and bench or <clears throat> so, move my weight. And what I always tell people is they've got to remember for every pound that they put on trying to bulk, trying to get stronger once they do reach that goal of size or strength that's just another pound that they have to get off after the fact so really the best way to do it is to just do it nice and slow over time yes you know i understand like you said people have timelines too that they want to meet and sometimes you push that more than others but you know if you say oh i really want to bench 405 and you just sell out for benching 405 and you put on a bunch of weight and you get there and you bench four or five. And now it's like, okay, great. You did it. But now you have a bunch more work to do to get yourself back in shape. Whereas you could just stay healthy and just enjoy the ride. I mean, think how long has your ride been to four Oh five? Well, you're talking about me. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, my ride for four Oh five has been 21 months. Yeah. And you're not, and you're not, I'm, th- you're I'm not, not there, there yet. yet. So, and you know, you could have been, if you had been going all out for it and put on an extra 20 pounds, you'd probably do it just fine. Yeah. But what would the health ramifications of that be? And what work would it take to then get that off after the fact? You know, you're right. Because, um, I've, I I think that, you know, just to relive it a little bit, I was like 9%, just above 9% body fat. And then, uh, weighed like 178, one somewhere around there. And then um, slowly, I, I've, I think we talked about, I tracked it. And when I marked, I came into the gym around 300 pound bench and um, lost some of that, went down to 275. So I went down really light with all the, the that meat challenge we did. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I lost 25 pounds <laughs> off my bench doing that. Um, and then I said, okay, well, we're going to, we're going to move it up there. And so I just started, I averaged at like 2.75 pounds per month for over 20, 20 months. So I went from, I, from the 315 mark to the 370 mark. That's what it was. That was 55 pounds. Yeah. So, um, and, and that's you still slow. look jacked. I still, I'm, and I, st- I mean, I got some 
definitely got some fat on me. Yeah. Let's not, let's not make any mistakes about that. <laughs> um, um, you know, but, I'm but actually, you don't look chubby. You're not overweight, right. you know, right. things like that. And I know that I'll have a little bit of work to do when I, when I hit the four or five and I come down. Um, but you know, I've done it very slow Yeah. and there's a couple of advantages to that. One is, um, I'm slowly, I keep working on my form, mm -hmm. you know, I constantly working on my form, constantly working on my muscle groups and my accessory exercises. Right. So I can try and not, um, so I can keep my bench ratio high and not just to rely on weight. So, cause I, you know, I think there is a point frame wise that if you're doing it naturally, you're going to hit a ceiling. And then once you hit that ceiling, it's going to take a lot of work to inch it up because I'm like 35 pounds away and that 35 pounds is going to be real dedication mm -hmm. to get up there because I'm not going to take any uh, anabolics and not doing tests. Um, you know, so it's going to take real dedication to my eating, uh, to my routine to push that extra 35 pounds. And I think it, it might even be smaller increments over the next several months to get up there. But yeah. So <clears throat> if there is somebody out there who's wanting to get bigger, get stronger, that's kind of their main goal. They're not wanting to do it in an unhealthy way, but they're not also super worried about it, putting on a couple pounds of body fat. Um, that's kind of what you've been going through the last couple of years what specifically are you doing with your diet in order to achieve those goals so that other people can understand what they should do to get a similar result? Um, you know, I think it's, I mean, I think it's everything we've kind of talked about, you know, I eat very clean. I try really hard not to put anything toxic in me because I'm more sensitive to those things than most people. Uh, the processed foods, I can tell when I've eaten processed foods, my body reacts differently, you know? So if I eat something that's, um, every once in a while, I'll, if we get in a pinch, right. Um, I haven't had McDonald's in a very long time. Um, I think it was, it wasn't even McDonald's. I think it was Hardee's or something like that. Me and my wife are traveling and we're the only thing in the next two hours was a Hardee's, uh, on the road. I'm like, man, I got to eat something cause I'm going to eat my arm here. <laughs> and so, um, had a Hardee's within like 30 minutes. I'm like, Oh man. <laughs> well, that's a quick side note on processed food. We're telling people, you know, to cut that out early on. Right. You don't, if you've been eating processed food for years, your body doesn't really notice it. You don't notice it when you eat it, how it makes you feel. Right. Try taking it out for a month and then reintroducing it. And you'll realize how bad that stuff is for you. Cause you'll feel it. Yeah. You'll be like, what the heck happened to me? Yeah. You know, after you eat it. Oh, absolutely. You know, if I, um, anytime I put processed food in me and I haven't had in a while, I can, it's a noticeable difference mm -hmm. and I just don't feel good. Yeah. I feel run down. I feel bloated. I feel, um, sometimes I'll have aches, you know, mm -hmm. excuse me. And so absolutely that's 100%. But if someone who's trying to bulk, I said, I, the first thing I tell them is try not to think about, you know, if, let's say their goal is 405. I will say, don't think about the 405. This think that's, I'm coming in here and there's a plan in place to get bigger and stronger and continue to get bigger and stronger. And yes, you're adjusting your goals to reach the 405, but don't think about the 405. Mm -hmm. Every day you come in, 
remember that that's your peace, that's your joy. You have a goal in mind, but you're there every day working hard, and the goal will happen. And that's the way it's been for me. You know, um, I don't think about, hey, you know, when my goal was like 350 or it was 335 or 315 or 365. I don't think about, oh, I've got to get 365. I'll be happy when I do that. I wouldn't have the, the gusto to reach it. I would be, yeah. you know, I made sure I enjoyed and embraced the, 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 the path, right? Yeah. Enjoy the walk, not the destination. It kind of feels like this concept that I've heard people say before. My, my dad was one of them that said it, and, and it goes kind of like this. It says, if you watch your uh, pennies and nickels, then the dollars will take care of themselves. And I think the, the kind of um, the meaning behind that is like the, the details are what's important. If you kind of watch your details and make sure that the little things you're doing are all correct, the big goal and the, the, the big thing is, is going to happen anyway. Right. And what you're kind of saying is focus on the little details. Make it to the gym every day. Eat the right thing every day. Get the sleep. Do the right workouts. And all of a sudden you'll look up and you'll be at your goal. Right. Right. If you know the path to get there, just focus on uh, knocking those details out every day. Yeah. Patience. Just focusing on the big picture will eat you alive. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's just patience. Yeah. And um, that's the thing that's been kind of nice is that uh, I remember when I hit 315 was a big deal. I was like, hey, I hit 315. And I used to throw it around like nothing. Yeah. Now, you know, now (laughs) it's fun. But, you know, but it's it was it was not that necessarily I hit it. And it was exciting, but at the same time, it was it naturally happened because mm-hmm. I was putting in the workout based on getting stronger and bigger. Yeah, and so that naturally happened, and it was so it ended up being a goal. So as I I keep going forward, it's the lifestyle, mm-hmm. but my lifestyle has a focus, right? Yeah. And so my my lifestyle might change. I hit four hundred five, then my lifestyle focus will change. And I'll be like, okay, hit that. So it just gives me a little something to, to have um, direction for my, my eating and my workouts. So it makes them interesting and varied, basically. How do your macros look trying to, trying to bulk and get stronger like this? Um, to be honest, I'm trying to get it up to about 3,800 to 4,000 calories. I've been sitting at three per day per day. Yeah. I've been sitting at three to 3,000 to 3,400. And, um, that's what I've been sitting, but yeah, it's been usually pretty consistent. You know, it's usually been, uh, 40, uh, protein, uh, 30, um, uh, fats and 30 carbs and it, and it'll just sometimes in there, but yeah. Um, you know, the last two weeks have been kind of tough. I haven't been able to eat like I usually eat, and I yeah. lost three pounds. So, it, and that's the. But I want everybody to listen to that. Repeat that again. How many calories per day are you eating? <laughs> three about thirty four hundred. Thirty four, but you're trying to get that up a little bit. But yeah, look, I you know many of you may not. I mean, obviously, if you're watching the the video of this podcast, you can see Matt. He's not. Yeah. He's not some big overweight guy, right? And he's eating thirty four hundred calories. That's a lot of calories. But yeah. do you know why he's not putting on body fat and he is putting on muscle when eating that many calories? It's because of what that calories is made up of. Right, a lot of meat, a lot of protein, 
clean whole foods. Yeah. He's not getting fat, even though he's eating more calories than what what the you know the science is going to tell you that he needs because it's the right foods and and the right foods are going to do the right things to your body. Right. Right. I think that's important. It is important because you can get fat on 2,500 calories. Yeah. If it's the wrong stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right. Cause if you're eating a bunch of, a bunch of carbs and fats, not getting your protein, eating 2,500 calories, your body's going to break down its muscle because it doesn't have any protein to then replace it. And it's going to, and it's going to put on body fat. So you're going to get less muscle and more body fat. Right. However, really high protein diet, low carb, you can go really, really high on the calories and all this protein is getting into your body for the most part being used to rebuild your muscle bigger, add tissue to that protein builds protein. Um, and then the lack of carbs is causing you to not store excess body fat. I mean, right. That's basically what's going on. That's why we push the high protein diet too. You you can eat 3,400 calories, and like you said, you were just you're treading water weight wise right now, mm-hmm. eating 3,400 calories. You know how fast your metabolism is working in order to do that, and and then you got off of it for just a couple weeks and you lost weight. Yeah, and and you're trying to get it up just so you can stay stay put at at the weight that you're at. I mean, right. this dude can eat 3,500 calories a day and not gain any weight. Yeah, think about how much freedom and flexibility you have. You don't have to worry count calories and, oh, I can't eat another bite because I might gain fat, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah, and you eat clean and you and a lot of it's protein, you know, you can eat a lot of calories, mm. you know. And, um, you know, that it's it's kind of a fascinating. When you go through it yourself and you've been through it and, and now I feel like, hey, I can make my body do what I want it to do. Yeah. Um, and when you have that freedom to control it, I will say I've been stuck at 212 for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, probably four months, close to four months. And so what have I not been eating? Rice. Mm. My only carbs is fruit. That was it. And so I removed some of those fructose and put in some dextrose, which is a rice grain uh, glucose. Mm-hmm. And now I'm be cooking a lot more rice. And, um, I'm hoping that makes the last eight to 10 pound difference to get me there. That, that will help. Um, yeah, I would say, you know, you're still looking at a, a while yeah. to get there. You know, yeah. it's not going to happen overnight, but <clears throat> I would definitely say you'll get there. Yeah. Patience, perseverance. Yeah. You know, it's, it's all about the long term. Um, yeah, because you still want to be, and I think most, most guys, most people with this goal, um, like they still want to look good, yeah. you know, looking good and feeling good is still a big piece of this goal. Right. Um, and whenever you sacrifice that to lift a certain amount of weight, I, a lot of times I think people end up regretting it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I'd be curious about how, cause you approach things a little bit differently than me. Yeah. I, I think you have a little bit more of a knowledge base when it comes to nutrition. So when you approach someone with their goals, how do you approach them to get them where they want to be? Um, so the main thing I focus on is kind of those three things I talked about at the beginning, you know, are they a beginner? Are they, um, uh, experienced, but want to focus on weight loss or are they experienced and want to focus on getting bigger. Right. Um, with myself, 
you know, I haven't been a beginner for a very long time. So, so personally, I don't really focus on that for myself. I go back and forth between the, Hey, I want to kind of cut down, lose a little body fat, or I want to bulk up, get bigger. I go, I go back and forth between those two for myself. Um, interesting thing that's happening on carnivore month and i'm, I'm it, it's early it's only two weeks since so i'm trying i'm trying to figure it out and i've got some hypothesis about what is taking place but i went from um a more over the holidays and throughout the last part of the year i had some carbs in my diet right um not high carb necessarily but you know probably more around 20 to 30 percent kind of like what you're doing now mm-hmm. and i was maintaining weight maybe gaining a little bit of weight. I, I was I was trying to do a little bulk before the end of the year, knowing that carnivore month was coming. And I thought, I'm going to hit carnivore month, and I'm not going to be able to keep any weight on because I'm going to have no carbs. But what I have found is my weight in like two days, like the first two days of carnivore month, I was down like six pounds. Wow. It was quick. Wow. I went from 186 to 180. Then what I've found since then, I've been slowly creeping back up, and I'm up to like 183. Hmm. And so, I'm not. I know that I'm not putting on body fat. I can look in the mirror. I can see I'm not putting on body fat. That means I'm putting on muscle mass. And so I didn't expect this to be a time that I could put on much muscle mass, but I think I am. And you know, my performance in the gym has been still pretty level i haven't really seen like crazy strength gains it's been about the same as it was before the end of the year but i'm really interested to see what happens by the end of the year because i've always taken the approach of you want to gain weight you want to get stronger you have to introduce those carbs i'm on no carb right now if i can get stronger on no carb that might change my thought a little bit Mm -hmm. because you know i'm like okay i'm gonna get my one gram per pound of body weight protein at least maybe 1.2. I'm going to get a certain level of fats, you know, 30, 40% fats, about a, about a hundred, hundred grams or so for me. And then my carbs, I'm going to play with based on my goal. Carb, if I want to cut carbs, go to zero. Basically, if I want to bulk carbs are going to go up to 20, 30% of my macros. Um, and I've always just done it that way. And it's always worked, but this is, this is kind of a different, a different viewpoint. So I'll have to report back in a few weeks kind of once yeah, I once well, I formulate my, my final analysis of what has taken place over this month. But it's been it's been really good so far. Yeah. I find that going through um it's kind of like when you hire someone for a job. You hire someone for a job, um you hope they kinda of came up to the ranks so they know what's involved with the people they're gonna especially if they're managing people that they've done the work, they've been there, they know what to expect. It's kind of the same thing with diet. You know, you go through the diets, um, you bulk, you cut, you try the carnivore, you do, um, um, you know, I'm trying to think of the uh, intermittent fasting, mm-hmm. you know, uh, trying those different things, controlling the body and make, having it do what you want to do. And then when you go through that, you can know the nuances of what to look for and how to help people, you know, through these diets. That makes you a, a 10 times better coach. Right. If you've gone through it before yourself, you're going to be able to coach it way better. I, I don't have a lot of trust for coaches that haven't done the thing themselves that they're trying to coach. Correct. Um, you kind of learn by doing, and you just you pick up so much more information about how to do 
what you're trying to coach people to do if you've done it before. That's one of the reasons with carnivore diet. I've never stuck to it long-term enough. I know the short-term kind of effects and what happens if you do it for a few days because I've done it for a few days before. But I thought, you know, if I want to coach somebody to do this for a month, two months, three months, like I want to know more about what takes place in my own body when I do it and I can uh, help uh, trainees through it better. Right. So right. that was another main goal of mine in doing this. <clears throat> From an exercise perspective, I've kind of tried it all in order to know, and I think that's helped me tremendously in being able to coach the exercises and just um, workout programs and what's best for everybody. But I haven't tried everything when it comes to diet. The only thing I'm not going to try, vegetarian. Yeah, no, that's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> so I, I won't be trying that. So if, if you're looking for uh, experience, well, for me, it's funny you mentioned that. I mean, we we got about five minutes today, guys. So, um, but I do want to cover that real quickly. Um, you know, there's some uh, for the longest time they're saying vegetables are an absolute. You know that we have to have them, and I don't know where you're coming from on this, but some of the studies I've come across is that we absolutely don't have to have vegetables. They don't have to be. And if you enjoy them, great. But they're not necessary for long-term living. Um, a lot of the, you think about what the cows eat, um, and I'm going to call them inhibitors. Uh, a lot of foods, you can't get all the nutrients out of them because they have inhibitors in them. The body has trouble breaking down. And, um, you know, meat has all the same vitamins, minerals, nutrients in it, and more uh, that are bioavailable for you to absorb. And so, um, that's, you know, some of the science that I've come across. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of Dr. Sean Baker and, um, he puts out a lot of studies and I shouldn't say he puts out, he follows a lot of studies and posts them. And I've been reading some of the, the stuff about that. And I've found that vegetables are more of a, if you enjoy them, great, but they're not an absolute. Yeah, I think part of it is a volume thing too. <clears throat> you know, depending on the nutrient, how many vegetables, how much greens, like volume do you have to eat in order to get a certain amount of nutrients versus mm -hmm. it, it's kind of like meat is just so much more densely nutrient packed than like vegetables are like right. you could eat this massive bowl of salad and probably get the same amount of vitamins and minerals as like four ounces of steak. Right. You know, right. so you can do it that way. And I think that's what a lot of vegetarians, even vegans will find is they will go in and they will have to do all this work and time and effort and to hone in their diet to get all the right nutrients. Right. I got to have this much of this every day and this much of this because I don't want to be nutrition, nut nutritionally deficient in anything. And it's this big, long process. And then you could take somebody who's like the, polar opposite of that doing like carnivore and they're like eh, i just eat meat yeah and it's like yeah. oh well it's bo done. both get the nutrients that they need neither nobody's you know actually i would say the carnivore is most of the time going to be in better shape nutrient wise i mean i'm not saying you know i i, I will put it this way <clears throat> getting the junk out of your diet is number one because i think there have been studies done that show oh veget a lot of the vegetarian and vegan studies compare a vegetarian diet to a standard American diet. Mm -hmm. And if you're comparing eating fruits and vegetables only with eating a bunch of processed junk food and McDonald's all the time, you're going to be healthier. Yes. Does that mean that you're the healthiest you can be? No. Right. And so 
I think then there's another level to that where let's compare a vegetarian diet to a, to a clean whole foods, you know, meat based carnivore based diet and then see the results. And that's what we're starting to see. Cause the, the, the vegan industry, the anti-meat industry has, has put out a lot of these studies studying their diet versus a processed food processed diet, food diet yeah. and saying, Oh, well it's healthier. Yeah, look at this. Vegetarian is good. Yeah. Vegan is good. But there, we haven't had a lot of that other yet where we've, we've compared vegetarian diet to healthy, non-processed, whole foods, meat-based diet. And that's what we're starting to see because carnivore diet's taking off. I, you talked about Dr. Sean Baker. I was looking at something he posted the other day, and it was a, uh, a graph of the internet search popularity for carnivore. Hmm. And it was over like a number of decades, and it basically was like zero for a long time and all of a sudden 2019 2020 it started to get popular and basically since then it's just been exponentially skyrocketing the popularity so it's finally coming around we're finally going to hopefully get some studies out and things so we have more of a scientific backing for it my, my backing for it going back to when i was in college i mean i would i, would, I followed a carnivore based diet for many many years and my backing for it back then was just it, it, it was easy. I liked it and it worked for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it was anecdotal. Mm-hmm. It was okay. I've used this in my life and it works. I right. can't really tell you exactly why, because back then I didn't have very much nutritional training. Right. As I've become more educated in the areas of nutrition, it's only reaffirmed what I was, what was already working for me and what I was already doing. It's only reaffirmed that that is the right way to go about it or the best way to go about it. And it's also a good way to, coach other people to do the same thing. Gosh, I feel like we need to do a second episode of this because now now I'm thinking about um, (laughs) how we've been dumbed down the last many decades about what's good for us. And and now we have a very unhealthy population. But, you know, another time. um, You know, also there was a study, and I can't, I wish we had a, a producer (laughs) <laughs> someday we might but if we uh, get big enough yeah we there's rogan style but um there i looked this up i think it was called the bellevue study i uh, that where sounds they, very familiar so yeah. like a, a couple guys went into a hospital this is in like the 20s or 30s and they ate only meat for a year and at first they started and they ate very lean meat and then they got sick and they said, oh, we got to have meat that has a good amount of fat on it. And when they started eating meat that had fat on it, because they ate a lot of chicken, very lean meat. And then they introduced a lot of uh, fatty meats, you know, and they got very, very healthy. In fact, it, they, the, the results were astounding at the time uh, that you can just eat meat and be very, very healthy. And there's been, and that study has been kind of buried, you know, it's just in the yeah. last few years that's been dug back up. Um, but it, it was a very revealing study. They actually have a documentary on it. It's worth a watch. And I, I think it's called the Bellevue study, but, um, I'll have to go back and check. I can give an update on the next podcast, but I think you're right. I have heard that, uh, story, but like I said, I can't confirm either, <clears throat> yeah. but, but that's very close. Um, another thing I kind of wanted to touch on was when it comes to marketing, um, yeah. just real quick, we talked about taking out the processed foods and how, you know, I guess this is probably for another episode, but but the things that are pushed hard in marketing are there to profit off of you. They're not there to make you healthier. Yeah. The things that aren't marketed, you know, the things you have to go to the back of the grocery store for, that's where all the back of the grocery store is, all the meat, it's the milk, it's the eggs, because they want you to walk through 
all the other junk and process stuff to get there. And they've got the shiny <clears throat> packages. And I mean, think about the aisles you go down. It's colorful. It's shiny packages. It's popping out at you. It's real good. You go to the back. The eggs are just in this like carton. Like the, you can't even, you know, there's like a white carton or a gray right, carton or something. Right. You know, milk's just in a jug. Meat's just in a in a package, you know, you just see the meat, the pro the product markets itself on the, the meat and the eggs right. and, and stuff like that. Right. Whereas this junk, they have to do extra marketing just to get people to buy it because they know it. I mean, otherwise they wouldn't, they wouldn't know they needed it unless they were told that they needed it. And I'm going to call it healthy terms that mm. they put on these packages yeah. that make you think they're very healthy. And basically all these terms have been redefined on what's healthy. Um, and, and, you know, there's a lot of things that, and I want to be careful about what I say here, but there's a lot of things that are in those packages that have been deemed safe and they're not safe. Um, so, you know, it, I would just say a good rule. If anytime the, the ingredients list looks like a thesis, it's time to rethink the foods you're putting in your, your body. So, yeah. um, you know, another thing, uh, very important avoid the the chip chip aisle mm -hmm. um almost i one day i went through the chip aisle i and and someone probably thought i was nuts i turned over every single snack chip um and read the ingredients chip bag you know be it you know doritos or you know cheetos or you know tortillas or um or tortilla chips or whatever i just kept turning them all over i just wanted to see if any of them were made in a non-seed oil 100%. So I don't buy any chips from the grocery store because mm -hmm. those seed oils are bad for you. It's because they all have low smoking points. That's just another point. I tell people, stop eating the, the chips you get from uh, the grocery store. Yeah. So anyway, um, I got to get going, my friend. All right. Well, let's <clears throat> do a quick summary here of kind of what we talked mm -hmm. about, which is, you know, we, we touch on kind of the three areas if you're a beginner what to do if you're wanting to lose weight, what you need to do. And if you're, um, looking to bulk up, get stronger, what you need to do. Beginner, <clears throat> Matt put it out, laid it out really well, cut out the processed foods, increase the protein, drop the carbs. Yeah. That's as simple as it needs to get. So, you know, if you're not as familiar, if you're a beginner, you're not likely to be as familiar processed foods, packages, boxes, high number ingredients, cut those out. Um, then we go to kind of the the second thing. Um, that was the one where you're looking for more weight loss. That one is going to be sticking with the high protein, sticking with really low carbs, um, and then keeping the fats at kind of a medium level. So mainly just focus on super clean diet, clean whole foods, meat, fruits, vegetables, you know, eggs, and keeping the carbs really, really low. Mm -hmm. um, so low fruit, you know, lo right. pretty low on vegetables. Um, and then if you're kind of in that third area, that's wanting to bulk up, wanting to get bigger, that's when we start pushing those carbs up. Protein mm -hmm. stays high. Foods still stay clean because you don't want to bulk the wrong way. You don't want to get bigger and get unhealthy at the same time, but then the carbs can go up more. Like you talk about rice, you know, um, oats, fruit, you know, the, the more whole natural foods that do have carbs in them, potatoes, you know, mm -hmm, things like mm -hmm. that. You push those up to reach your goal. So that's kind of the, that's kind of the three areas, um, that we focus on today in a quick summary of them. That was a good summary. Anything else you want to add? Um, I, no, I'm good. I think that was a, that was a good summary for the day. And I think for, you know, 
you were talking about the beginner people, you know, we didn't get into a lot of like real concrete percentages because I think we have to kind of keep that customized to the person. That's true. Um, you know, but you know, we can get into rule of thumb and stuff like that. But, you know, I even sometimes just say that to them because I know how much hard work it is. It's like a mental drain on them to, to if I give them like a, you know, got to do this and this and this and this. And it's like their eyes are rolling back at the top of their head like, oh, my gosh, you know. And I just say, let's start with getting your protein up. And I get a little more specific on that. But get the carbs down, cut them down, stop the alcohol. That's it's a problem, you know, stop your alcohol. That's something you do every weekend. Uh, and you know, if you're getting your protein up, probably most likely your fats are going to be pretty relatively decent. So, um, but I proteins up carbs down. And sometimes that's all I need to stay to start. And then I start talking about what they're actually eating and then start customizing it from there. Yep. It's a process. Yeah. Um, well guys, we thank you so much for listening fourth episode so we're we've hit four in a row now we're going to keep rolling um every week we want to cover topics that you guys are really interested in so um as always um you can email you can uh message us on social media instagram youtube if you have any questions or topics you want covered um matt Loading, drop your email uh cpt.kansascity at gmail.com and yep. that's c p is in paul t is in tom dot kansas city at gmail.com and uh loading the bar uh podcast uh we'll have that we have a youtube channel and a instagram channel yep so that's the great places to find us um we thank you guys so much for listening and we'll be back with you guys next week see ya all right take care guys bye